everybody. This is Nick with Vantage Point Podcast. Man, I want to welcome you all to another week. I uh, hope your week has been great, man. We just wanted to come back to you again. And if you heard last week, I just encourage you, or if you didn't hear last week, I just want to encourage you to uh, check out the series we're currently in. The first two episodes of the series are uploaded, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, or um, iHeartRadio. Uh, we're in this series called Father Figures, and it's just been a blessing to really um, kind of share with you all kind of my journey with fathers. And one of the things I mentioned um, in the first week and last week was I was definitely wanting to have other fathers on here, right? Because I know I, I am not the end all be all of fatherhood. Um, I'm in a very different season of fatherhood. And so each of the guests that we have for the next three to four weeks um, are at different phases of fatherhood. There are different, different stages, different um, points of, of life in there. Uh, some are new fathers, some are seasoned, some are a little bit ahead of the game that I am where the, all of their children are adults. And I mean, 10, 20, 10, 10, 15 years into adulthood. But I wanted to bring on some, 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 some men that who I know I trust for one, I trust their, their message. I trust what they do because I've seen them live life a little bit as, as, as dads and as men. And, and I just pray that through their words that, that they're able to bless you. And then you're able to just really take, um, take part in what they're experiencing and, and really just um, not only just encourage, but also learn from it as well. So we're going to kick off week three here um, with a good friend of mine, my brother, Antoine Robinson, all the way from Nashville, Tennessee, I believe. And um, connected with this brother, I say probably, oh man, about five years ago, uh, yeah. through Transformation Church, and um, this brother is a blessing. He is a heart for God, a heart for people. The brother is a technical wizard when it comes to audio, video, lighting, creative. I mean, I've even called to him about podcast stuff and just life in general. So, Antoine, man, I'm going to turn it over to you and let you introduce yourself uh, to the people, man. Man, Nick, I appreciate it, man. Uh, Thanks, man. I give all the the honor to you and God, man, for allowing me to even be on here. Uh, I don't even know how I deserve to even make it on the list. <laughs> but, uh, man, I pre uh, definitely honor you, man, uh, what you're doing and why you're doing it, man. Um, I, I, I wish I had a country accent to go with the city I live in. Uh, <laughs> the best I can do is howdy. Oh, howdy. There you go. <laughs> That's all I can do. I'm but, sure uh, you did long enough. You get that Southern draw. Let it come right. out. <laughs> it'll, it'll kick in. It'll kick in pretty soon. Actually, uh, two years on my birthday this past August the 8th was wow. two years being here. feels like four. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's been two years, man, even though I'm in Tulsa very frequently, uh, <laughs> at least once a month. Uh, so, yeah, man, I got to be here on the show. And, uh, yeah, I'm a – I'm a dad, man. We're in the game. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The third one on the way. Uh, we'll be here uh, at the end of September, going into October. Uh, Nolan Levere Robinson is his name. Come on. Uh, and so uh, that is the last. Uh, that is the last call. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last call. That is the last call for kids. We are landing this plane. We are yeah, putting yeah. this boy in the museum. Okay. Shot up uh and calling it it man but yeah i got three beautiful kids uh my firstborn son first legacy is duke morgan robinson uh the princess of the house is anaya the annihilator uh rain robinson we call her the annihilator uh and then nolan is on the way uh and then the queen bee who runs the whole uh um, cruise liner here 
is my uh, beautiful and bodacious wife, Kayla Robinson. Yeah, my sis. <laughs> yes, yeah, she is. She is uh, the favor for oh, sure. Yes, yes yeah, sir. Man, I'm a proud father and husband for sure. It's probably my first time actually saying that. It's actually hey, weird. I know, uh, man. I tell you, it, it's it's been a it, it's a journey. I mean, at yeah. any stage of the game, and I think. You know, one of the main reasons I, I you know, I, I, I thought of a whole bunch of different people to, to have on here, different guys that I know. But there was something about you, man, that the way that you even the way you just introduce your children, man, the way you talk about the first legacy and the princess and and um, and Nolan coming up soon, you know, second second in command or whatever we're going to, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever yeah. he, you know, however we're going to call them, you know. Um, but there's, there's this, this adoration and love and, and just, um, uplifting that you do, man. And I love when I see, and even we were just talking before we got on here recording about Duke and his, his YouTube channel. I mean, this Duke is five yeah, and the brother has a YouTube channel. He's podcast and he's video editing. And if y'all think I'm joking, uh, I am not this, this, this brother. I mean, I watch Duke stuff like what's next, what's coming up yeah, next, man. And so, yeah, yeah, I, I want to know, like, and you can definitely share uh, the yeah. info too, so folks can have it, but I want to know, man, like where, like, where does that come from? Like, where do you, you know, that, that inspiration to do that or what, what's the goal? What are you trying to build in Duke and really just all of them, man, you know, all the kids, man, but just share a yeah. little bit of that with us, man. Oh man, uh, I would definitely say it's all intentional. It's not a trying to get the greatest dad award or trying to get a get an Oscar for being dad or anything like that. I think it um, comes from my uh, actual experience through life and um, not growing up with a father at all. Uh, I didn't have a uh, which I'll come back around uh, here a little later to kind of put a bow on it. Um, but um, growing up without a father at all, I grew up in that uh, statistical family, uh, raised by one mom, uh, got on the Greyhound bus from Indiana, moved to Tulsa, started a whole new life just to cut it short. And uh, but pretty much was raised by uh, my mother and um, spiritual grandmother uh, that helped get her saved um, uh, when I was a young boy. And so um the only fathers that I had growing up um, until the age of about 13 was TV dads. And so Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince, uh, Danny Tanner, uh, Full House, uh, Family yeah, yeah. Man, Carl Winslow. Those were my dads. Those are the only men I've ever seen yeah. that I looked up to in a father role of some sort. So uh, Bill Cosby and his good TV days, you know, when he was, when we, when yeah. we knew. About when Bill. we knew, <laughs> <laughs> when we knew, cause we didn't know all that, but. <laughs> right. Right. And so that's, that's where I kind of started paying attention, especially being the oldest boy. Um, and uh, I got two older sisters and a younger brother underneath me, but I was kind of always like, the big bro, uh, and still is today. And so, um, and so just growing up, kind of taking that leadership role. And then, uh, I'm uh, actually put this in, uh, the manual later, which is a podcast that I host. Uh, so I started thinking about it. I said, who was the first actual, um, husband I ever knew, like physically personally, and it was happened to be Tommy Todd. So okay, okay. I met Mike 
in sixth grade, like half the sixth grade, seventh grade. Um, but I remember before I even met Mike, I knew his parents and they came to our school mm-hmm. and they whole African boondagere, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, little coming to America jump off. And uh, <laughs> my parents, lo and behold, me and Mike became very best friends after that. Uh, but they were the first married couple I've ever seen. Wow. Like in real life, like yeah. ever. I mean, I grew up in them neighborhoods. I'll call it that. Uh, where everybody got a single dad. Nobody had a daddy, really. You know, everybody yeah. had a single mom and uh, on welfare and all that stuff. So that was actually the first time. And so being close with Michael, I got to be around him and his dad. And seeing the live experience instead of TV dads, he was the first first dad I've ever seen in real life and the first African-American dad I've seen in real life. Uh, and oh. so where I got to be a part of the family and seeing how he raises boys and communicate, you know, I was taking in like a six son, uh, even before Grayson was even born, uh, for those who, you know, <laughs> I remember when he was still in the womb. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, seeing his, uh, communication and, uh, his very, uh, very family centric lifestyle were, you know, they would go on vacations and uh, he would, you know, buy them presents and not, not even on a birthday, you know, uh, it was, it was just like, Hey, here's a drum set or Hey, here's a suit or Hey, just, you know, he would think about his boys and yeah. whatever they were going towards, he would influence it heavily influence it. Mike wanted drums. Boom. You got three drum sets. Oh, you got a keyboard. You got this. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Gabriel want to do film. We got him camcorders. I remember I sent DVDs and just <laughs> Raphael basketball. I mean, he would have all the shoes. And so, um, seeing, um, pop taught in that, uh, um, vein as a male, as a black male, mm-hmm. uh, with a loving wife, uh, with a ministry, with a nice sized house uh, in Midtown Tulsa, I didn't. I didn't take any of that in as a kid. I was just like, "What is this?" Because I've yeah. never seen it. Yeah. And so I think that got tattooed into me, uh, and and really put a a life mark uh, on my life to like, "Hey, I want something like this." And so at a yeah. very young age, I started just to study men. Like I would watch the way they talk to the women. I would watch the way the type of relationships from TV dads all the way to, to, to real dads. And um, just having a series of dads in my life, the, the second man uh, that I ran into, I believe was Wayman Tisdale. Uh, he became a, one of my greatest mentors ever uh, in life. He put a base in my hand and told me, don't put it down pretty much. And so being able to be mentored by him, become his studio engineer. A lot of people don't know I play bass and was, you know, part of his family's life. But uh, yeah, yeah he, he taught me about the same thing. I would watch him do the same thing with his kids. Oh, here's another black man, successful, you know, um, happily married and uh, who's into the two number one things I love. And uh, there's more about this story on the manual, but um his music basketball which kind of drew me to him where i knew him first because uh, i was yeah. you know you know loving basketball but then music you know i yeah. played cello and things like that so um that was the second man that I, that god was able to lead me to and have that experience with uh and then a 
third dad, uh, which was one of my best friends, uh, Zach, his dad was a Caucasian man. I was on his basketball team. And uh, I don't know if I can give out this information, but at the time, his dad was pretty much a jet broker. He would sell planes for a living. And so I'm, I'm on a basketball team, AU. I'm like, who's paying for all of this? Like, where is, <laughs> what is going on? And so um, just over time, really seeing how genuine this white man was, yeah. uh, not just with my athletic ability and picking me up for games and inviting me over to his house on 100 and, you know, 5th and Sheridan area. Um, I mean, I come to the house, he makes me a sandwich. Every time I come, like, I'm the long lost son is just like in town, you know, yeah. from overseas or somewhere. It was, it, it gave me another look on, Oh, okay. These are just good dads. This isn't like a certain ethnic group, a certain culture. Like these are, I'm, I'm been blessed to run in a certain man. And so mm-hmm. my life kind of contains really, really good fathers. I can go on CJ Jacobs from victory. Uh, you know, he was a pastor. So I was a, a volunteer at the church for years and he would take me around, uh, you know, the, di- the different spots of pick up kids and he had real estate property and I would mm-hmm. go with him paint his houses and he had two beautiful daughters, a beautiful wife and um, a- another black man. Yeah. Um, that, um, and I'm being real culturist right now, but it, it, it shines a light, especially from, yeah. from, that's from where I'm from, where you just, you didn't, mm-hmm. you didn't grow with it. You didn't see it. it, it that was pretty much, um, uh starstruck to yeah. me you know mm-hmm. uh, so um seeing those kind of dads played the biggest parts in, in my life and uh growing up late i found out why and uh that really changed my life and really actually brought me closer to god too as well yeah yeah man and i i love all of that because i can i can definitely relate to the um growing up single mom um i yeah. was the same way my parents divorced at 12 and you know and you know the story because we we've had we, we've chopped it up and you know and and i mean i was 12 i'm 37 now so 25 years yeah. um we haven't had much of anything that you want to call a relationship at all or communication of what or whatnot other right. than i call it the every 18 month phone call where it's the you know i want to tell you about all the things that you know yeah but it never leads to anything growth wise. And so I know the TV dads, like uncle Phil was my dad. Like that, yeah. that was my dad, you know, him yeah. and Carl Winslow, yeah. those two. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. didn't get down with Danny Tanner too much, but definitely right, right, those right. other two. I, I didn't, he was all right. He was all right. But I was like, no, I, uncle Phil and, and Carl Winslow, yeah. um, th- those two for sure. Um, and I, and I could appreciate some James Evans on some throwback. I can appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> I can appreciate that swift kick in the butt. I just, you know, sometimes that works. Cosby, man, any of those guys back then, man. At old I, school. I don't believe they knew the impact of what was actually happening. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. I don't think that, man, and if there's a chance we can, you know, these podcasts can help them or we yeah. build them, I think more people would do it too because we need more shows like that. For sure. Yeah, for sure, man. And and I, I love the because the you know, I know Pastor Tommy. I mean, I've seen I see him now in this new season where his, his children are adults and right. he hasn't changed. Like right. he's still dad. Like, you know, right. and, and it's just for me to see Pastor Mike leading the church and yeah. Pastor Tommy is there supporting him leading the church. 
but yeah. he's still dad though. Like he's right. like, I, like we could be at, we could see them on a Sunday or after church or something like that. And, and I love talking about these moments that I see with pastor Mike, because a lot of people don't see this, right. you know, where you see like him joking around with his dad sitting on his lap. Like, like Pastor Mike, you know, like he's 30 something years old, but he's still, that's still dad, man. That's still right. dad. Oh, and I, yeah. I love it, man. And and I think it, it's, and I see a lot of that, like you said, the kind of the, um, when you experience these things, right. And you start to see it and you start, like you said, you kind of integrate it into, you yeah. know, your idea as a father. So it's not necessarily where you're off the cuff trying to figure it out. But then right. once you discover like, oh man, this is, this is what I saw. This is how I integrated right. that lesson in. And I even talked about that last week where these, you know, the lessons you get, like yeah. we'll, we'll see it, we'll process it. And at some point, shape or form, it's integrated into what we do. Right. And fatherhood is no different and having those examples, man. So just talk a little bit about, cause you, you mentioned, you know, growing up without, without dad. And I know that, I know that story and, and yeah where did you see that like before you got these examples right before you saw these godly examples whether it was um tv dads or anything like i i would imagine you might have felt like i did but i'm gonna let you kind of go you know kind of go into that a little bit too just kind of what that what were you feeling like in that moment those moments um without having a dad yeah yeah so here's a unique story that goes into a very life-changing moment um and i remember saying this growing up because even though i grew up in some pretty rough areas uh when you grow up in rough areas you don't know that they're rough areas until you get <laughs> right you <laughs> have you no idea through the ghetto the hood the projects oh you can make it in baghdad doc you can go anywhere yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. at least that's what it feels like so yeah um but growing up without a dad and having the experiences that I had, especially, I, I think right at around like 12, my life really changed because we moved here and we moved around a little bit and then I met Mike and then life really changed after that. Um, that's mm -hmm. where I really met a lot of my close best friends that I know now. I have three to four best friends that I've known since I was 15. Wow. Uh, the last yeah. 20, 15, 20 years. And so, um, those are really important, important times. And so, but growing up, I remember saying this to myself whenever I would have these meetings or talk to other young men in church and volunteer for sports and different things like this. I remember saying to me, it always felt like I had a dad. I mean, even though I didn't have a dad, it felt not just through the man um, that, uh, that unconsciously raised me wasn't you know wasn't really anything intentional they didn't take me up underneath their wing in a unique sense but uh there was a unique just bond and glue there um but there was a, there was moments and series of moments where i'm like man i feel like i've just always had a dad i, I played au basketball i played basketball forever I'm, i mean i've toured in bands i played in bands and went to church and you know, I went fishing. I mean, I done all the stuff boys did, you know, yeah. and I never got in any crazy trouble. Um, I've learned how to fix computers. I started building computers as a young age and flipping them. I became an entrepreneur real, real, real young. I'll share that story really uh, later. But even how I got into like music and start, you know, um, 
really those out of those moments made me feel like, well, I, I didn't feel that missing void or acted out like maybe some of my other siblings have without that father connection because everybody wants to go back to the father. That's yeah. physically and spiritually. That's just the way it's designed. And so, um, but the the flip story to that, the, the actual life-changing story, and I'm gonna try to say this without crying, uh, but there was a moment, and this wasn't too long ago, I think it was 2016. Um, um, I, at the time I was working at um, Transformation Church there in Tulsa and a cousin of mine, which we call play cousin. He really not your cousin, but we've been mm -hmm. on him so long. Yeah. Uh, uh, Emmanuel Hurd, uh, I'll go ahead and put his name out there. Some of, some people might know him. He's a you know famous choreographer, dancer there. Yeah. Uh, he's got Hurd Studios there in Tulsa. He's been my big cousin. First guy I met when I got to Tulsa. And so he's like, hey man, um, I've been meaning to talk to you about something. And uh, hey, you got time? You want to go to lunch? I'm like, yeah, we'll go to lunch. I think that's where we had. We might have had Duke. Um, but yeah, so I went out to Chili's with them, man. We just started talking and talking. And he was like, he's like, man, I meant to tell you this whenever you told me your wedding story. So my wedding story was pretty much on my wedding day was probably the most most emotional day I've ever had. I remember. Um, getting ready for the wedding in my apartment. I was all alone. It's a rainy day. I'll never forget this moment. It's crazy. Uh, it was getting the clippers, setting the clippers out, and um, I begin to cut, start trimming, and I'm looking at myself in the mirror. And not once did I ever think, "Whoa, I'm about to get married." You know, I've been my wife. We were, you know, together, you know, four, five, six years before we even got married. So it was like. You know, it was already kind of a natural thing. But that moment, that day, bro, the floodgates broke, doctor. Wow. And so I remember sitting in the mirror and I kind of stopped and I, and I said, I remember saying to myself in my head first, I said, I need a dad right now. Wow. Yeah. And even right now, it brings chills. But I remember yeah. I said it in my head, I said it out loud by myself. I was like, dude, I need a dad. I need... I had nobody to check my tie. I had nobody to show me what cologne to wear that day. And um, it was, I just bawled by myself yeah. in the bathroom, um, 25 years old, 25, 26. And I was like, wow, that's the first time that ever, ever came out. Yeah. You know, and um, I told him that story. And because that whole day, I was just a wreck. Even though I run throughout the wedding, I see my wife, she just made me cry. I was just, Oh my God, I was, I was emotional. So fast forward, you know, years later when we're sitting at Chili's, he's like, man, I meant to tell you this when you told me that story of that day when you broke down and this fool, um, <laughs> he says, he says, God wanted me to tell you something and remind you, I'm not always a spiritually dude. I'm like, I'm a thinker. I'm a, I'm a, you know, the, me and my, my relationship and my experience with God is very different. It's very, it can be very technical. It can be very spiritual. It can be very scientific. It can be very, a bunch of different yeah, things. Yeah. But this moment right here, Doc, <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I can't even fully grasp uh, the moment fully. But he was, he said, he said, how, how do you phrase it? He said, 
remember all those times where you thought you were doing this and doing that and you've had this great life you you've been successful many things he said the reason why i didn't let your father raise you is because i had to raise you myself man he said i couldn't let your father and his condition raise Mm. you Bro, I was not ready for this. I'm about to get this Chili's burger. Look, man, I ain't ready for this right now. <laughs> we, I, whenever we're together, we're just laughing hysterically. Yeah. It's nothing but comics, but this day, mm-hmm. he said, reason why I couldn't let your father raise you. Mm. And then at that moment, yep. all those thoughts that I told you earlier about, like, man, I feel like I never had a dad. I got to play basketball. I learned how to build computers. I learned how to take apart. I mean, I had a kid's room. I'm, you would thought, you would have thought that I, you know, was raised mm-hmm. very well by my father. And as soon as he said it, I broke into, like, baby tears. Like, ugly cry. Somebody just died ugly cry. Like, because at that moment, was the first time I realized that God was with me this whole time. Yeah. And he sent men like Pop Tommy and Women Tisdale, um, CJ Jacobs, um, um, Dennis Locker. I mean, um, Carlos Jeffries, Mark Davis. Um, I just, there's a list of them uh, in my life. And that was God saying, hey, I'm with you. Here's Mm -hmm. this guy. And it was like uh, another guy, Tim Broadus. He was the first multi, uh, second multi-millionaire black, uh, black uh, owned business guy I knew at the time. Uh, and just different stages of my life growing up. Like taught me family, business, arts. So everything you see me at the mm-hmm. level that I'm at was based strategically man being placed in my life to get me to where I'm at and to get me where I'm going. I can't even explain to you where we about to go next. Like, I only show people what we allow them to see, but yeah. I have the most entrepreneurial mindset, bro. I, and I, I don't even say that usually a lot ever, but like the stuff that the inventions, innovations that we're working on, the, even with the number one reason why we moved to Nashville was to create and reveal value in my family first. Yeah. Uh, I've been successful at helping other people do that in their lives, but I was like, okay, now look what I've given you. Yeah. So, why did I move to Nashville? Yeah, I can produce music. Yeah, you know, I got stuff on radio. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. But it was, I did none of that. What can my son do? Yeah. What is it my wife? What What can my a daughter do? What What can I do? Yeah. You know, uh, was just a, a complete reset. So this, this whole journey uh, was uh, a fatherhood and discovering who I am as a father was um catalyzed and um it was ushered in from the the great divine it was god himself orchestrating it it says in his word his ways are not (laughs) our ways are not his ways the way we would think about going about something we can't we can't fathom it yeah and because he doesn't work in time you you lose track of like the story Mm -hmm. until you get older and then somebody randomly like my cousin like this dude i would have never expected this from him yeah. A Sunday afternoon, he's like, dude, I got to talk to you. And when he said it, my entire life made sense. 
Wow. Like, it was all shriveled up into, yeah. like, fruit. And, bro, I remember <laughs> feeling, like, really regretful, like, oh. I'm, the first time I felt, and I've never felt this because I've never had a dad before, but if I had a dad and I disappointed him, I felt like I just disappointed God for the first time ever in my life. It was like, yeah. how did I not see this? Mm-hmm. I thought not. I thought I was just, and um, the, from that day forward, I said I'll never forget. Like I feel like that was the first time I was ever, like I've ever been like saved, like for real. Yeah. Like because I knew, like my brain, like I have to know the calculations got to make sense. And that day, yeah. he used something that I I would have never guessed to pull me in, to give me more understanding, to give me more value, to give me more wisdom, to give me more purpose into what I was given as a family and to build as a family. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, man, that, that experience from childhood, having mentors and father-like figures to the point where I'm a 30 year old man now, uh, 29, 30 and being revealed for the first time that th- God Almighty, the one who created the universe, looked deep in the galaxy for your boy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To say, you need to be successful for a reason. Yeah. Everything you touch <laughs> turns to gold. There's a reason for that. It's not for your pride. It's not for your ego, but it's, it's for his glory. And I'm like, yeah. and then when I first had my son, bro, mm. I, I can remember the day this brother was born. Like, you, I, you done I, went into the next question, so I'm gonna let you go with it. Keep going, go, go ahead, because that was the next question. Go ahead. No, man, I remember when he was born, and I got it on film HD. You know me. Your boy oh, with look, me. I'm surprised it ain't in 4K. Look. <laughs> oh man, I wish I had it back then. Um, but yeah, um, I remember his hair color. I remember uh, he and he changed like six. He morphed like six or seven times. But I remember I almost could smell what the atmosphere and the day smelled like, what it felt like. The room temperature is probably like 72. It had to be cold for the hospital. Because that day right there was something I couldn't create. Like, you feel apart. Yeah. It was like, yeah, this is, this, this is, AI has nothing on this. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it's bigger it, than you. <laughs> this is organic intelligence, Doc. You can't, you'll never be able to touch this. Uh, no matter how much you try to duplicate it, send it to uh, uh, MIT, whatever you try to do, you, you're not you're not coming close to this. No. But that day, man, changed my life. Uh, my wedding day changed my life. My wife is just already amazing. Uh, it felt natural. Uh, but then to have a son, um, and, and at times I feel closer to him than I do anybody else, to be honest. Yeah. Because that's me looking back at me. Mm. That's yeah. When it in the Bible says in the beginning, God created man in his image and in his likeness. When you go through the lineage of the scriptures and they start to explain how this person begot this person, yeah, it's yeah. The same manner. Mm-hmm. And Adam and this person begot a son in his image and in his likeness. God's DNA patterned itself. The manufacturer, the distribution company <laughs> rolls yeah, out yeah. this. Hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on and preach to us, Doc. Yeah, no, nah, I'm not even going to go that deep on you. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to come back next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be back, trust me. <laughs> so, but yeah, man, um, 
looking at um, having kids, man, um, and I and I looked forward to it even at a young age because I was even like 15, 16, I was like, man, I need to have a wife. I need to have this. I need to have kids. I need legacy because we built. I don't even know why I was thinking like this at a young age, but looking at that and then uh, do I just have man, it's, 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 a, it's a feeling that just kind of turns your stomach a little bit when you understand not that you have the ability and the gift to create kids and um, um, bring them into the world, but when you have a purpose already for them uh, and as a greater purpose is developing, you don't even know fully anything about. Um, it's, it's really life-changing, man. I've done everything for my son. I asked my wife from time to time, like, hey, am I a good dad? Do I do everything I'm supposed to do with my son? And I, I'm a stay-at-home dad, pretty much. I work from home, you know. So if he says, hey, I want to go fishing, we get in the polls. We got polls. Or, hey, I want to go uh, play soccer outside. Like, we got baseball. We got soccer. We got, I mean, not a day goes by. Like, But I still feel like, man, am I doing enough? You know, kind of yeah. Like, and so uh, for him to, he's behind the camera and he's in my studio hearing me make music. He's like, hey, yeah, yeah, at that, at that. And I'm just looking over my shoulder like, bro, who are you talking? <laughs> but he sees it like, and yeah. then being able to invest in him and say, yeah, man, that's dope. That's okay. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And to see him, uh, I'll get dressed and he'll try to go in his closet, mimic the same thing. Mm. Um, yeah. What it shows me I think on a spiritual level is how we naturally, um, innately uh, have that connection with God. Like, yeah. God, am I, what am I doing? Am I doing this right, God? You know, I, sometimes literally when I look at my son, I feel like I'm God, like looking back at his children. Yeah. So I don't know if you ever got that experience. But it's like, yeah. Is oh, yeah. Or my son, he will come up to me and be like, Dad, have you, ever, have you ever been through this? Or have you ever fell off your bike? Or just to make sure I cleared it. Yeah. You can do it. You know, there's there's so many God moments, man, um, to where we get to sit in that seat for a second. And you can only be like, wow. Like, you, you can't handle that much glory anyway. That's why the glory has to go back to God. Exactly. Because it's too much to handle. That's like yeah. trying to put you on the transformer. Like, you could probably touch the socket. But yeah. if you touch the source... It's just too much for you. And so mm. um, just those feelings, man, I, I, I'm not even going to try to talk about my daughter because she's just, oh, my goodness. Um, dude, I can't even tell you. The, every day that she develops and grows and has a mind of herself, um, but she's still beautiful and loving and kind. And um, I can see her future. I can see what she can be. She's not only going to be a, a crazy gymnast, uh, and very, she's very, she's built, she's stouty, but she's going to be somebody to like rock out polit the political realm. Like she's got an attitude. You yeah. not beat that in the courtroom. Like you just not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so um, like being able to see these things, to be able to foresee them and help invest and value these into my kids in this day and age. Um, like they're not going to school. They're never going to regular school. They're going to be homeschooled. They'll travel with us. They'll be able to see exactly what they think. They'll learn on the way. You'll grow your wings on the way down kind of a lifestyle. Yeah. And so um, we're very intentional about that. I don't hide it. You know, we live yeah. a very normal life because uh, it's very strategic because I know where we're going. I know where I'm going. I know yeah. what uh, my, my daughter, uh, even my son that's coming, they're going to run the companies. We help 
start and invest into. My son, he'll be doing his own thing. They'll probably have to manage him because he'll get a little buck wild and crazy. <laughs> um, I kind of see all these things kind of play out, but I can only see so far. And I, I at least need to know uh, that, hey, God, you gave me five, you gave me 10 talents. I'm going to do, I'm going to multiply all these. Yeah, every time yeah. I have, every child I have, uh, it's a seed and uh, a seed, no matter what kind of seed it is, it's meant to grow and produce and multiply. So, man, I'm, I'm as you see, I can go on and on and on. Uh, good, man. Uh, love taking my babies to Disney World and to the splash pad and to the park on Sundays. My wife loves family traditions and I, di- I didn't have family traditions like that. Yeah. So do now. So it's, it, it's, it's, it's a big part, man. Even if, if the earth blew up tomorrow to experience that, I think I've done it all. You can kind of say you've yeah. done it all, you know? And so, uh, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm just super grateful. Man. I, you know, it, and I think, you know, like, like I said, we, we've known each other for five years and I've, and I almost want to say I, I, we met shortly after Duke was born. So I, I remember a good chunk of Duke's life, like just being just at church, just seeing him and whether it was in belong groups or, or volunteering somewhere, you know, I just remember seeing that growth and seeing that cultivation, man. And I think it's, it's so good because I think, you know, I, I did this, talked about this in the first episode of, you know, this, this statistic that, you know, the average age of a dad in the U.S. is 27. Yeah. It's the average yeah. age. And then if you look across the world, it's actually older. Like China's like 33, you know, really? or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it, it uh, goes across the world very differently. I, I can understand why. I can but understand I can, why. yeah, just culturally and, and upbringing, like they're very succinct in, in when to do this and when to not do, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I look at that and I said, man, 27, that sounds about right. Because I know for me, I, I became a dad at 19. Like see, I was still learning see, who yeah. I was. <laughs> yeah. And my <laughs> you know? wife on our marriage to marriage podcast, I'm with that. Like if I would have known what I know now. Yeah. Like, Cause I mean, it's the, the, the age is a culture situation. It's like, Oh, I gotta yeah. go to school. I gotta make sure I get a good job. And by the time you figure all of that mess out and you can still get fired anyway, you're right. 20, 33, and like we're supposed to be having babies when we pretty much kind of fresh anyway. Yeah. Like I look at my brother, he got seven ba- he got seven kids, he in the game for real. But yeah, he yeah. started like 19 and he done. Like, and so I even for me, like I'll tell you right now, like Duke, I'm like, man, if you find the one like 19, 20, marry it, bro. Like the early, like hopefully, yeah, we'll be set yeah. up, we'll, we'll be. Yeah, you won't have to really worry about getting a job or anything like that. And that's why I says uh, uh, a wise man leaves wealth for his family. And yeah. so hopefully by the time he, like, hey, dad, because I, I remember, you know, I, I waited for a, lot, for a little while because, you know, maybe out of respect for her family and things like that. And then even when we tried to get married, there were some complications uh, here and there. But, bro, if I knew what I know now, 1920, yeah. I would have had, Duke would have been, 10 years old by now you know but yeah that, that's the way i believe god designed especially in that younger yeah. realm but we get so caught up with you know life and we gotta get up. this degree and gotta be the picket fence house and you we, know we missed it 
and I think, you know, even for me, man, it was, it was, it was an unexpected thing, but at the yeah. same time, like I look back now and like you said, there's, there's these moments where, you know, had your dad raised you, you know, right. or, or God said, you know what? No, I couldn't let him do this because right. of what you needed. Um, and I can, you know, I can remember kind of those same moments being young and, and not understanding and, and, and still learning who I was and, and, um, you know, trying to figure that part out. Um, right. and, and then now I look back and, you know, my youngest is 15 and I'm in a different season. Um, yeah. and that's what I love about this series is I'm able to, um, you know, interact yeah. and, and bring on dads who are in different, like your season is different than mine. Um, yeah. who we have next week, his season is different than yours. Like he, he's a little bit before you, you know, as far as yeah. in that, in the dad game, in the dad journey. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's so, it's so, um, amazing to see because I can, you know, speak from a different point. And we were talking about it earlier, like, you know, I, I'm in this advisor role now, advise and yeah. support, you know, it's not really telling you what to do in a sense for my 19 and 18 year old. It's more so what do you want to do? And right. okay. I'm scared to death about what you just said, but okay. Right. <laughs> you know, right. God, what is, what is, what is she trying to do? Like what's going on? Are you sure yeah. you're ordering these steps for them? Are you, are you sure right now? Like, right. and so it's this faith walk of, of this, you know, the culmination of this teaching and training that I've, that I've given them, like, here's the test. Now you're an adult now, you know, and now can I, you know, not only can I, uh, you know, accept their changes, but can I change and adapt with them because yeah. it's not the it's not the let me hold your hand everywhere you go dad or let me get you dressed and and we talk right. I talk about that like these moments of of release that we have with our children where they do something um like even for you like you talked about duke and creating you know being in the studio yeah. you know you're not sitting there and I love that example because you're sitting there doing your thing that you're trained yeah. to do that you're experienced to do yeah. And and Duke, who's five, says, no, 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 add that in there. And yeah. at that moment, you have a choice. Like, <laughs> you got a choice to make. Like, yeah. do you say, man, Duke, nah, you know, and to yourself say, you know, right. oh, yeah, yeah, you know, the parent thing, okay, and then you don't do it. Right. But right. then do you embrace it and say, you know what, Duke, let's try it. Because that's a moment to cultivate something in him exactly, because yeah. it may not be the right beat to put there or it right. may fit that you didn't even see it fitting and right. then he could hear it and be like you and then i, I know you because i see i know you yeah you go, okay dude let's add that in there let's add that yeah. kick in there at this point that it don't in right. my mind i don't see it but let's do it and then right. he's sitting there no it don't work take it out or <laughs> Maybe, you know what? I like that. And you said, yeah. okay, dude, that's yours. I'm going to let you. And so there's this cultivation that happens. Yeah. Um, and even the example I use is, you know, when that, when, when a child comes down and they got, they dress themselves. Yeah. And a parent's like, that doesn't match. John. Don't know. These kids Ooh, four, I'll... he don't know what matching is. Like, he right. don't know color coordinating. He don't know the Louis and the, the he don't know right. not to wear Nike with Adidas. He don't know. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So cultivate you know, celebrate the 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 achievement that they literally just went upstairs and dressed themselves. Right. 
Because the more and more you do that, that gains trust. Not just exactly. like, hey, because there's been times where I'm like, man, boy, what are you doing? But the more and more I see that I can help cultivate him, but also influence him to start making his own decisions. Exactly. Even based on what I do now, now he starts to understand, oh, there's a pattern to this. Yeah. Oh, I trust my dad's opinion now at mm -hmm. five, at six, you know? Yeah. And he, or there's times where I'm like, hey, you sure you want to wear that? All right, let's go to Walmart. Let's, let's, go. let's do Come on. To where he can build his own little personality, yeah. but we can still kind of tailor it and make it make sense as we go. Yeah, man. You want to wear the cowboy boots with the baseball cap and the vest? Right. Let's roll. That's right, I, right. That's, uh, I right. wouldn't let's, wear it, but that's what you want to wear. Go for it. Let's do go, it. Don't go far down the, the, the old. Don't go road. too far. <laughs> <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah, man, this this has been, and this is like I said, I said it earlier. You know, just bringing different dads on here, but yeah. this is why, right? Because your experience is so different than mine, and so you know, kind of bringing this full circle. Like, yeah. I want to know because I, I know there's going to be people listening to this that are that are connected to the episode, and and me and you know guys who yeah. are not dads, and yeah. they got legit concerns about being a dad. To the point where they say, I don't want to be responsible for somebody's life like that. I don't think that's me. I don't think uh, I love this single life. I love this, this whatever. But, or maybe you have the, the single guys out there that's like, you know what, that I do want this for myself. Like you, yeah. right? They're, they're sitting there envisioning a wife yeah. and, and, and kids. And, but they have this fear of like, oh my goodness, like, I'm going to be responsible for somebody. And, and I even talk about that in the first week where like some specific quotes from an article that these men said, this is what I'm scared of, whether it was raising a daughter or, or raising yeah. a black son in America or all of these different things, man. So I would just ask, kind of, as we, like I said, we close it out. Like, what would you give advice wise? You know, you brother comes to you guy, man, Antoine, I, I'm just, I, I want to be a dad, man. I see what you're doing. I love it, man. I see this, but I'm scared, bro. Like, I don't yeah. know what I want. I don't even know what kind of dad I'll be. I got my own drama I'm dealing with. I got my own hurts and, and habits and, and issues, let alone now I got to raise somebody for 18 plus years and help them navigate this world that we live in. But yeah. what would you tell them, man? What, what would advice would you give? Yeah, man, I would tell them, uh, stop being selfish. Stop being self-centered. Life isn't all the way about you. Uh, at, at the most, too, I was like, you know, okay, great. Let's say you want to wait. Let's say you don't want to have any kids. Let's say you, you never want to have a kid. When your 65-year-old self is depending on your 25-year-old self to make the right decisions right now, okay? So when you turn 60, 65, 70, and you look up and you ain't got nobody to call. You ain't got nobody to help you get dressed. You ain't got nobody to borrow some money from. Somebody not putting you up in their house in that uh, bedroom suite or that uh, mother and father-in-law's quarters. It'll be the result of the investment you failed to make. And so the thing is, it's really kind of on us to let the next generation know how important it is to create and build legacy because the investment is in the legacy. The reason why a lot of this generation don't know about stocks and investing, because they don't understand longevity. They want to now, they want to, 
I want my life now. I want to have my bill. I want to go out and do selfies with just me and my girl right now. But they don't understand the true power and purpose of investing into themselves. Other thing is, how, even though I may, I may give all the, the great colors and rainbows about my kids, kids are, it, it is a hard thing. Like anything else, you want to train to be a, an athlete, you want to grow a business, you want to build a relationship. Having a child is all of that in one. Like how will you determine you have a great successful family or a child is how much time you plan and quality time you plan to put in that, that child. I would also add this, and I said this at a, I think I added like a, my, my wife did some type of dad's a baby shower kind of thing. And I said, having a child is the most natural thing you'll ever do in your life. I can play guitar. I can build computers. I can build a business. I can build music. I can do films. I could clap high fives. I can do whatever. I said, all of that takes something else to make happen. I said, bro, you came equipped with the equipment to make a child. If you lived in the hut or lived in Amazon or Africa, like you'll figure out how to make fire later. But the first number one natural thing your body wants to do, like any other animal out there in the animal kingdom, is reproduce. That's why in the beginning it says, be fruitful and multiply to reproduce and be productive and multiply yourself. So it, a lot of guys, it's a lot of weight because they hear it from a lot of bad sides. They hear all the bad stuff. They hear, or they their life experience with their fathers and their father fathers, it, you know what I'm saying? It paints the picture. Yeah, yeah. And so having a child, one will be the most naturalist thing you'll ever do as a human being, as a male human being. Two, when you start to really gain more insight in the value of family, that a family creates the the overall quality of not only who you are but where you live the community you're in the city you're in the state you're in the family builds everything you see you know what i'm saying yeah. so understanding that you will become a man that you will uh one day fall in love that one day you will want to build something of some sorts and you would want to have that live on that's that legacy part I will add this as the as the round off bucket. I'm 34 and my dad just came around in the last couple of weeks, bro. It's like crazy wow. podcast where you know certain circumstances in his life wanted him to move closer uh, to his family and for me to be able to have the opportunity and option to say, "Hey, is it too late or is it perfect timing?" Because I'm more mature now, I'm grown. Like there's something you may need from me, and and I that's just what I think about with, with anybody. But to be and that, we can save this for a whole other story, or you can go to the manual and hear about it. But you know, to have my dad come full circle, kind of what you said to my life now, where I'm a dad now, my sympathy and empathy and heart is way different because now my knowledge of what he probably didn't have, he didn't have a dad like me. Ooh. you know what i'm saying he didn't he didn't have a dad because if he did i wouldn't even be here talking to you right now you know what i'm saying like so the grace that we're given um, from god to say hey i'll wait till you understand how you got here is the same grace we'll need for the guys out there that don't have the fathers i would say the grace oh man there's a grace uh i can't even 
fully comprehend. I'll probably never comprehend. I don't even care about comprehending. I just want to obey it and, and see it as an opportunity to embrace my dad. My, he wanted to go see my sister. And, you know, a man who's feeling a lot of guilt and shame. I got this from Bishop Gary is uh, guilt. Uh, and a lot of these young guys will be feeling guilt and shame in this because they don't know how to do it or don't know how to be or didn't have a good yeah. one. But being guilty is uh, being guilty is about something you've done or feeling bad about something you've done. Feeling shameful or feeling shame is about feeling bad as a person about what you've done. It's a personal mm -hmm. thing. So seeing that's seeing that is what my father just with a phone call. He's contacted me since like January 2020. Has been crazy, bro. Oh my god. What? A, 2020 okay. is. <laughs> Let me say, folks. I got 30 seconds. So, uh, but even with him, like I can feel the weight and shame that he wasn't able to be a part of our lives or didn't try hard enough or he tried, but the system didn't fail or there was an excuse, excuse or blame after this. And I had to kindly let him know like, Hey, take that weight off. Like yeah. we're trying now and literally set him free in a little while. I mean, he, I can tell on the line, you know, when somebody's trying to prove something like, Hey man, I tried or, you know, this didn't work out or your mom did. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Let's keep that. Let all that go. Yeah. Yeah. Today's today. Yeah. And I, I heard it kind of breaking his vocal a, a yeah. little bit. Say, you know, my my wife lost her father. Uh, I my kids. I tell them like, hey, you you got a grandma, like, you know, but you don't have a papa. I was like, this may be their only opportunity. Yeah. You know, to to understand him and his background, but the the gate is open. The grace is there. And all these young men out here that are uh, have dreams and aspirations, and ambitions to do great things, bro. If you got no reason or purpose for why you're doing what you're doing, or you can't multiply that, like Jesus left with twelve disciples, said, "Hey, you'll know that you were with me by the way you love." How will we know you when you turn thirty-five? When you turn forty? What would you leave on this earth? What podcast will you have? But our, our kids mm. will be able to listen back to this. You know, this oh, yeah. is great. They'll always yeah, have it. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that's what I leave with these young men is, you know, find greater value in you. Because one thing, when you start to really understand the value of your life, you'll start to feel more comfortable creating another one. Okay? When you understand the value of your credit and how to, how to be protective over that, You'll be like, oh, okay, then this is the right time to do this. You'll you'll feel okay, like, oh, I'm good with my credit. I can, I yeah. I, I can I can uh, vouch for doing things like that. And so, the more and more a man starts to feel valuable and starts to feel that leadership uh, arise in his life, and start to feel the purpose coming out, because a man without purpose does not have value at all. There's no reason. It's it's literally whatever. I have yeah. friends, just whatever, but they don't see the full purpose of the life and it's and it has nothing to do with anything outside it has nope. everything to do with something on the inside yeah and so whether you got kids and you're not really all the way in their life and you don't know how to be in their life or you don't know how to have kids one it'll be the most natural thing to do when you when you generate to when you generate and create and reveal value in yourself from listening to certain things being mentored by great men by observing great men by listening to the word, by getting something down in you that'll be able to take anything um, of what you do 
and, and be able to convert it into a valuable person of who you are, then you'll start to have, it'll be a, a greater ease into being able to multiply yourself. Because why would you want to, uh, why would you want to multiply the prototype when it's still defective? I get it. I understand. You want to make sure that whenever you put it on the shelf, it's backed by your name. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's got a warranty. Like I'm good. Like kit. And it, it is a greater grace with that. But even if you don't, you can still grow your wings on the way down. Uh, trust in the process, trust in something that's been here and been moving for millions of years, thousands people, humans been making babies before iPhones, before <laughs> selfies, Come on. before any technology. It's the most natural and most organic thing that'll ever happen to your life. And plus there's another experience I believe that God wants to have through you, in you, with you and for you. Um, and that's just to keep multiplying himself. That was one of the first commandments. He's like, I need to keep multiplying me. Like, it's just a bunch of mini-me's, okay? Yeah. So be careful with that because however you download and uh, cultivate that next little you, you'll get it in return. So cultivate it with love, cultivate it with great experience, cultivate it with time and grace. Yeah. Uh, so many more things to that. But, uh, yeah, man, like, just when you when you got that one and you got that calling and you got that, uh, that value, now it's time to start procreating um, – and uh making it happen bro just yeah. there's nothing really to it but to do it you come equipped you love the exercise of it don't don't play games <laughs> you love to try to figure out how it happens so stop playing games you true anyway. you right, right. yeah you man. right bro man let me tell you something man i you know when i when i sit down and, and think about what these um episodes what these these guest shows are going to be like and i I just asked god i said god i just pray that it's it's insightful it's fun and that it's it's there there's things you can grab and pull from it and i'm telling you the last five to seven minutes of this like if you're listening to this and and you 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 got through this episode and you're you're here at this moment hearing what I'm saying. Like you should have a paper somewhere with <laughs> notes. Um, even the ladies, like th- that that was for y'all. So when you know what you're looking for, come you, on, somebody. I, you probably get about 20 questions out of what just happened in this 50-something minutes on this episode. So yes, it, it this ain't just for the guys, but but I'm telling you, like, these are the things that that I know for me, I missed it sometimes. I, I, I missed it. And I can openly say, like, I was not the greatest dad all the time. But where I am now, and I love how you said, like, this moment of our children can go back and listen to this to see who we were. Yeah. yeah. Our dads can go back and listen to this to see yeah. who we are. Yeah. And and I love that because I'm, I'm telling you the greatest, like, moment was when a few of my children said, Hey, I listened to your podcast. Yeah, man. I was like, which one? (laughs) But it, but in the same vein, it was like, wow, like this is something that goes on and that, that is something nuggets and seeds and so much, man. And I'm telling you, man, this this episode, this first guest of guest series, guest portion of this series This this just set the tone, man. Like like I'm telling you, like it, it has been an honor for me 
to have you on here because these are perspectives I didn't have. Like I'm literally taking away things from this. I'm going to go back and listen to this and take my own notes because I can't take notes while I'm recording this, but it it has been these little just things that you said that stuck with me that are are really even challenging me um, in my own relationship with my father, because that's something I've struggled with of how to integrate it or even do I have the desire to have it? And as much as I want to say, I don't, like you said earlier, like there's this innate desire we all have to go back to a father spiritually or by a lot or or physically. Um, But man, I I just bless you, man. I I love what you're doing with, with the the family and the the ministry, everything, man. It, it, you know, um, you're a brother to me, man. And this, this has been the blessing. You have no idea. Like, yes, sir. This, this is, I, I can't wait to, to people get this and they share it and they build from it and they grow from yeah. it because that's the purpose. That's the vision of this podcast. I know that's the vision when it comes to the manual, because I mean, just the word, the manual, and just for y'all that yep. listening, um, Antoine does have a podcast called the manual, check it out, go search on, on Instagram. It is there. Sign up, follow <laughs> up, subscribe, check it out, man, for real. Awesome. This brother is doing some amazing things and, and, and his son Duke, he, he on the, he on the, on there too, man. He, he's got his own thing. And so, man, I just thank you, brother. I thank you. And for those that are listening, man, um, I I just thank y'all for rocking with us another week, man. This has been something since May with the relaunch and, and people are still liking, subscribing, commenting, sharing. And so I just encourage y'all keep doing it, whether it's on Apple podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, whatever you're listening to, the website, YouTube, anything at all. Um, just continue to share and subscribe and, and, and let us know how we're doing. Let us know how you're doing because literally with this podcast, we're in it together and, and, and I'm here to help and we're here to help. And so God bless y'all. We'll see y'all again next Sunday on Vantage Point Podcast. Mm-hmm.